Welcome to Truth Triumphant Radio. I'm your host, Cody Mori. And today, wanted to discuss um, something that kind of been looking into recently, which is mesmerism and kind of what it is and where it comes from. If you look at the definition of mesmerism, of, of course, those of you who read um, Ellen White will know that mesmerism was something that she had encountered on a number of occasions. Um, actually, in sort of a, in a pretty scary sort of way, one time when she was in vision, there was someone who was a, attempting to mesmerize her in the crowd, and she actually had to call out to God for another angel. So this is actually a very, a very powerful thing, and actually it's a very powerful spiritual. A tool that is used by uh, darker forces and mesmerism for those of you who who don't know what it is the definition is a strong or spellbinding appeal fascination hypnotic induction believed to involve animal magnetism and we'll look at magnetism in a second or hypnotism so essentially it's like hypnotizing somebody, manipulating someone's mind, getting them to do what you want them to do. Sort of a mind control technique. And again, this is something that actually was something that uh, Mrs. White had to battle against, uh, had to appeal to God against. So it's, it's legitimate. Interestingly enough, it's not something you hear about much today, is it? I mean, other than if you read you know, Ellen White yourself, you'll see it come up on a number of occasions. But those books are from the 1800s. That's when it was more popular. Now you hear really nothing about mesmerism per se, or people who get up in front on a stage and are doing certain techniques to try to hypnotically control and woo the, the crowds. You don't hear about it today, but does it still take place? I think it probably does. I found, actually stumbled upon mesmerism and wanted to talk about it. Me and my wife were discussing it together when we were reading the book Early Writings. And this is from page 21 and 22 of that book. It says this, soon it was reported all around that the visions were the result of mesmerism. That's her visions. People were accusing her visions of being uh, mesmerism. And many Adventists were ready to believe and circulate the report. A physician who was a celebrated mesmerizer told me that my views were mesmerism and that I was a very easy subject and that he could mesmerize me and give me a vision. I told him that the Lord had shown me in vision that mesmerism was from the devil, from the bottomless pit, and that it would go there, soon go there with those who continued to use it. I then gave him liberty to mesmerize me if he could. He tried for more than half an hour, resorting to different operations, and then gave it up. By faith in God, I was able to resist his influence so that it did not affect me in the least. If I had a vision in a meeting, many would say that it was excitement and that someone mesmerized me. 
Then I would go away alone in the woods, where no eye or ear but God's could see or hear, and pray to him. And he would sometimes give me a vision there. I then rejoiced and told them what God had revealed to me alone, where no mortal could influence me. But I was told by some that I mesmerized myself. Oh, thought I, has it come to this that those who honestly go to God alone to plead his promises and to claim his salvation are to be charged with being under the foul and soul-damning influence of mesmerism? Do we ask our kind Father in heaven for bread only to receive a stone or a scorpion? These things wounded my spirit and wrung my soul in keen anguish, well nigh to despair, while many would have believe would have me believe that there was no Holy Ghost and that all the exercises that holy men of God have experienced were only mesmerism or the deceptions of Satan. And that's very uh, dangerous ground for those individuals that take that stance to be on because that's that's borderline, if not fully, the the unpardonable sin, which is blasphemy against the Holy Ghost, essentially stating that the the spirit of god which is moving and working in someone's life is actually the work of the devil and vice versa that is the unpardonable sin so interesting this is an issue that she had of course in this this particular instance she met someone and she allowed him to try his techniques but of course prayer was able to sustain her so only god was really able to defeat this power of mesmerism or hypnotism which was being practiced openly you know back in the 1800s and i wonder if if and when not not if probably it's probably definitely happening but i wonder how many individuals in evangelical circles in uh catholic circles in you know Hindu circles, maybe they call it by different names in different areas. I wonder how many people actually use these techniques. Um, and what are the techniques? Well, it goes back to something called animal magnetism. And I found an article here online uh, talking about ma uh, mesmerism and animal magnetism. And it actually comes from a man named Franz Anton Mesmer. That's where the word comes from, mesmerism. And really, this is like repackaged, uh, paganistic, holistic sort of health uh, and wellness. It's like this uh, a belief system that like your equilibrium can be off-put by basically magnetism. And that the fluids can be set back in equilibrium, and when they're when they're off equilibrium, that's how you get sick. And when when they're not, anyways, it goes down a dark path very quickly. Of course, many people might not see it that way in the beginning, but a lot of this stuff it's it's based on superstition. It's based on belief in these other spiritual planes, and it opens doors to allow other dark influences uh, into your life and interestingly enough there is a very there's a very interesting connection I don't want to say it before we read it but 
there's a very interesting connection between mesmerism and its origins. And this is from an article online from uh, Sites and Google, Wisconsin Education. Uh, the, the title of the article, if you want to look for it, is, is called Vienna, Fostering Mesmerism, Politics, Religion, Society, and Arts. And you can find it there if you just look up that title, you can find the full article there. It's like kind of like a wiki article. It has um, a couple different headings with a little bit of information. But anyways, starting with this quote, talking about Franz Anton Mesmer. Franz Anton Mesmer was born May 23, 1734, in the village of Isnang, Swabia, in present-day southern Germany, near the Swiss border. He was born into a wealthy family who sent him to study at two Jesuit universities. Interesting. So, the founder of Mesmerism studied at two Jesuit universities. Do you think that's a coincidence? I don't. And this is something that Mrs. White herself had to deal with uh, in her day. It was something that was very common in her day. And if we believe the Bible that nothing, there's nothing new under the sun, then this stuff's still happening today. And it's real. I mean, if you're not protected, if you're not in prayer and you're not protected by God, um, when people are trying these doing trying to do these techniques, then you're vulnerable. You're vulnerable to them. It goes on and says, after university, he went to live in Vienna in 1759 to study medicine there. It was there in the Austrian capital that Mesmer's most famous theory would begin to take root. In 1766, he published On the Influence of Planets on the Human Body. This doctoral dissertation discussed how the bodies of solar system of the solar system created tides in the human body, an idea he borrowed largely from Newton, and what effects those tides have on our bodies and disease. In 1773, he ran a magnetic clinic in the comp in the company with a Jesuit professor of astronomy and later under the influence of the Swabian faith leader, J.J. Gassner, found that he could cure disease by manipulating the magnetic fluid without magnets. Mesmer expounded on this title idea over the next few years while living in his Viennese home. He believed that all living beings had a magnetic field running through their body, and it was also his belief that when the magnetic fluid he called animal magnetism was out of balance, it produced disease in humans. It was during this time in Vienna that he cultivated the process of manipulating this magnetic field in order to regain balance and heal disease, later referred to as mesmerism. He developed methods of treating patients through touching magnets to certain parts of an afflicted human body, which put the fluids in the body in, quote, equilibrium. He at times also used the laying on of hands or soaking in water. The creation of a practice as unique as this was the result of the outside factors from which Mesmer derived his ideas. 
from the Viennese community Mesmer called home came a medley of factors which all play a significant role in the life of Mesmer and the development of his most influential theory. End quote. So, interestingly enough, the guy who came up with this this basically manipulation technique and philosophy of of equilibrium in the body and mag animal magnetism he studied at two Jesuit universities and he ran a magnetic clinic with a Jesuit professor of astronomy again those are those are to me those are bombshells and I th just think it's a very interesting, this, this thing, mesmerism, which is spiritualism, folks. That's what it is. It's spiritualism. And we got to keep in mind that in the, in the end times, in the very end, there is a threefold union. We're waiting for um, Protestantism to fully unite, and, and in many ways it already has, but we're waiting, including the Seventh-day Adventist Church, by the way, um, mainstream church it's basically already happened but what we're waiting for is a union of protestantism and catholicism fully but there's actually it's actually a threefold union and that union is between spiritualism protestantism or so-called and catholicism this is what Revelation is talking about when it says, I saw three unclean spirits like frogs descend out of the mouth of the dragon. That's spiritualism because this comes from the bottomless pit, mesmerism being a part of that. Out of the beast, which is Catholicism, and out of the mouth of the false prophet, which is Protestantism. So there's a, there's a false, in a way, folks, there is a false three angels' messages of which mesmerism um, is a part of that. And I think it's, what I think is so interesting about it all is that it comes from the Jesuits. Uh, that's, to me, that when I see someone go to a Jesuit school and then they're the founder of something, that, to me, that's just a dead giveaway that it, the, the road traces straight back to Rome for me. Um, and the fact that the Jesuits were helping him. Uh, the, the chances of that being a coincidence to me are rare because this is the, the, the Jesuits, as we know, are dedicated to something called the Counter-Reformation, which has been going on since their inception. That's the reason they were created. And this idea of mesmerism was impacting churches, even in Mrs. White's day. So therefore, it, it was attacking Protestantism. It was destroying Protestantism. And it probably still is. And so what am I getting at? Why, why talk about all this stuff? Because I think it's important for us to realize that in these, as we're approaching the last days, that we don't get sucked into just the, uh, the, the Protestant Catholic side of it. But we also are aware and that we beware of the spiritualistic um, aspect that's going to be part of this, quote, threefold union. As, and as Revelation um, 
talks about the the unclean spirits like frogs coming out of the mouths of these three different powers of which the devil is in control of spiritualism and again of which mesmerism is a part and also it if you know someone is false if you know someone is a deceiver you shouldn't give them your time because they could be using these techniques on you the only thing that would keep you safe would be prayerfully praying to God. However, if you're willfully entering into that, is God going to protect you? I'm not sure. It depends, I think, on, on the heart of each and every individual and that certain... It, it really... I couldn't say. I do know, and I, I didn't find the verse, but I do know that Mrs. White talks about how deceptive uh, Satan will be when he uh, counterfeits the second coming. Because that's something that we should be looking and thinking about in the coming years, in a short time. That Satan himself will come back as really the ultimate fulfillment of Antichrist. Which, it, which will be him impersonating Jesus. And Mrs. White says, don't even go to hear him talk to see if it be biblically sound because Lucifer is so good at deception and manipulation that he will deceive you if you, if you give him your time willingly. So we have to reject him outright based on the bible and how do we do that well we go from we go to matthew chapter 24 for instance and i'm going to read a, a little section there it's uh verses 19 through 27. it says and woe unto them that are with child and to them that give suck in those days but pray your flight be not in the winter neither on the sabbath day for then shall be great tribulation such as not such as not was since the beginning of the world to this time no nor shall nor ever shall be and except those days be shortened there should no flesh be saved but for the elect's sake those days shall be shortened then if any man shall say unto you lo here is christ or there believe it not so in other words if someone says christ's over here or christ's over there don't believe it. Don't believe it. It's false. It's automatically a false report because when Jesus comes, every eye shall see him. Every eye. It will be a supernatural event. Uh, continuing on, uh, verse 24, it says, For there shall arise false Christs and false prophets, and shall show great signs and wonders, insomuch that if it were possible... They shall deceive the very elect. Behold, I have told you before. Wherefore, if they shall say unto you, Behold, he is in the desert, go not forth. Behold, he is in the secret chambers, believe it not. For as lightning cometh out of the east, and shineth even unto the west, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. In other words, lightning is, is no secret. When, you, when it's around, you know it's around. And when it shines, you see it shine. That's how it will be when Christ returns. How will you know that it's that it's a false Christ and not the real one? Well, that first one that we just discussed, that 
he will he will not be seen by all not every eye will see him so if he's if somebody comes to you and says Christ is over here or over there that's already a violation of that that's already a violation of the bible what the bible teaches but there's more folks there's more if we go to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 verses 16 through 17 it says for the lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of god and the dead in christ shall rise first then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the lord in the air so shall we ever be with the lord so when jesus comes the second time he will remain in the clouds he will come on a cloud with his angels with him and every eye shall see him and then people will be called up who are are either dead in christ they will be called up out of their graves and those who are still alive who are true christian believers they will be called up to meet the lord in the air that's what we're told so in other words if you see a christ who is walking around on the ground it's a false christ because christ will not touch the earth when he comes he takes his people and he takes them home he takes them to heaven and then satan's bound for a thousand years to the earth and then when the lord returns all this is in revelation chapter 20 um, when the lord returns after the thousand years then there is the judgment of the wicked and they are raised up and then the earth is cleansed okay so that, that well, when the Lord touches the earth is when he will flatten the mountain when he when he first returns or when he first returns the third time let's put it that way so so every eye shall see him and he shall not touch the earth so again when we hear he's over here he's over there he's in the desert he's here don't believe it don't believe it and don't even go to test him because if you do if you willingly walk into that scenario and you know that this being is unbiblical just to see what he's gonna say he'll probably deceive you I mean that's the counsel that I've gotten from mrs. white again I I probably should have gotten that quote um, but nevertheless I, I i have seen and heard uh mrs white talk about that but also there's a just to sort of recapitulate what we've already said acts chapter 1 verses 9 and 11 it said and when he had spoken these things this is jesus with his disciples after his resurrection and then he ascends to heaven uh, so starting in verse 9, it says, When he had spoken these things, while they beheld, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, which also said, Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come in like manner as you have seen him go into heaven so he will he left on a cloud he will return 
on a cloud. He was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. That's what it says. He will come again in a cloud, and he will not touch the earth, and every eye shall see him. And these other tactics that are going on, such as animal magnetism, mesmerism, they come, and I, th I think it's very important to always make, if it's there, make a connection to the beast power, because that's where almost all of this modern-day evil stuff comes from, is from Rome. And remember that the Bible says that Satan is the god of this world. It doesn't say he's the ruler of the world. It says he's the god of this world. He's very powerful. And these practices, things like mesmerism, things like hypnotism, these are very, very dangerous tools because they engage in the dark spirit. They, they, they parlay with and sometimes conjure up the dark spiritual powers of the world. And the only reason why this stuff doesn't invade our lives is because of the grace of God. And the more and more, folks, that we see, the more and more that we see the world becoming evil, we're going to see that the Spirit of God is going to be removed while the Spirit of the devil is going to come in and take the place. And we will see more and more stuff like this. The Bible promises us that we will see signs and lying wonders. And even Satan himself will clothe himself in an angel as an angel of light. And we'll see the ultimate fulfillment of that when he impersonates Christ himself. So it's important for us that we know what the Bible has to say on these issues so that we we can stay out of this this false three angels messages this these false threefold union because it's bad enough with the politics of it all but when we see these things and a lot of times they try to package them as just being you know a, a skill or a technique or or something that's that's relatively harmless However, when we, when we saw here, Mrs. White said from early writings, page 21, the Lord had shown me in vision that mesmerism was from the devil, from the bottomless pit, and that it would soon go there and those who continued to use it. So if we have used it, shun it. If we hadn't heard about it, I wondered, you know, people like Benny Hinn, or Joel Osteen or something like that. I'm not accusing them of that. I'm just wondering some of these more charismatic um, teachers uh, with, with some of the dark spiritual powers that appear to be going on there. I wonder if this is part of the gambit that's going on. Because, of course, we don't hear about it today, but nevertheless nothing new under the sun anyways i want to just wanted to share with you guys my thoughts on some of this stuff and 
we were thinking this was sparked by the idea of thinking that, you know, mesmerism, don't hear about that anymore, but do you think it's still around? Well, I, th I think it is. I think it is. And I think that that's clear with how people so blindly follow uh, some of their leaders on both sides of the issue. So anyways, I hope this was a blessing to you. And folks, we got to make sure that we're taking the time that we have very seriously to prepare and that we continue to study and grow in the Lord. So we'll catch you next week. God bless.